Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. My name is Derek Puckett. I'm the lead pastor at Renewal Church of Chicago. If you want to know more information about us, you can head to our website at RenewalChicago.com. I pray today that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. Well, what a year it's been already in America in 2021. We're, we're just beginning, which <laughs> I, I can only imagine that many of you are thinking that same thought. Like, this is just the beginning of 2021. It's so much unrest going on. It's a pandemic. There's political unrest. There's, there's death. There's racism. And on top of that, y'all, it is cold outside in Chicago. <laughs> but despite all of that... I'd say for me, uh, this season or this time of the year, every year, uh, is a season where I I experience an immense amount of joy, not because of how the year has started off or because of all the goals I have lined up and the things I want to do and and accomplish throughout the year. No, no, because it's a time for me to just look back over my last year and look at how faithful God has been in my life, and I just get to a space where my I just start to celebrate because he's been good to me. And see, he, here's the truth. Christians don't celebrate enough. No, we don't. We Christians and non-believers alike, we, we don't celebrate enough. We're, we're really good at recognizing all the bad that's happened in society. I mean, you don't believe me, do you? Do Go ahead and flip on the news for about five minutes. It's, it's torture to listen to the news for five minutes. Ain't nothing good. Unless they're talking about rescuing a dog or something. I'm like, that's the only, nothing wrong with dogs. That's the only thing that you could say was good that happened in society. It's nothing good. You flip down your social media and you're like, yo, it's all one thing after another. Within five minutes, you're seeing bad things and you're down and you're depressed. You're discouraged because we're, we're good at recognizing the bad. Everything that's happening in society right now, the political unrest, this this impeachment that's going on, you got an inauguration this week, all of that family. Look, here what I want to do this morning is I just want us to pause. Press pause on all of that. I want you to focus in and, and I want us to celebrate this morning. I want to celebrate in the midst of everything that is happening around us. I want to look back over the past year and I want to just thank God for how good he's been. I want to celebrate what God has done in and through this church. So today, as I walk through the state of the church this morning, my hope is that we would all be encouraged by what God has done in our midst because we indeed have a good, good, good father on our side who has never left us nor forsaken us. And despite all that's happening around us or that's happening to us, God has never ceased to be good. God's on our side and and he wants to do good things for us as well as do good through us. He's still at work. So today, I'm not going to so much preach a message as much as I want to preach it. I'm excited. I'm encouraged this morning. I'm really just going to give you a snapshot, a broad snapshot of all that God has done through our church. And I need y'all to buckle up. We're going to be here for a minute because there's so much that God has done through our church. And, and, and I pray that you stick with me through all of this. And with that, you're not going to just hear from myself. You're going to hear testimonies and and stories from other people in our church and how God has worked in and through the ministry of renewal and all the great things he's done here at our church. He's been good. 
Again, I expect y'all to be amening and clapping all up in the chats. I, I'm with you in that, okay? Now, as we jump in, by way of reminder, for those of you that have been here in our church or uh, by way of intro to you that are maybe new to our church, here at Renewal, we, we desire to be a church that's centered on the gospel while passionately seeking the welfare of the city. Now, what that means is that we don't want to be a church that's just centered in the city, but we want to be a church that's for the city to where if God saw fit to remove us from the city, this city of Chicago would miss us because we love the city so well. Uh, this vision we have here rests upon three pillars, as I like to call them there, that are rhythmic and, and indicative of every believer. The three pillars are we want to be a church that renews, rebuilds, and releases people through the work of Jesus Christ. We want to see the city better and the world better because of renewal. So today what I want to do is I want to walk through these three pillars, hopefully to encourage you by showing you how they've already been playing out through the life of our church, even in a pandemic. It hasn't stopped the vision of God through renewal. So let's begin with this first pillar, which is renewing hearts by the power of the gospel. This is simply the gospel message. The gospel is simply the good news of what Jesus has done on our behalf when he died on the cross, taking our sins on himself. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Y'all have heard me say this in church before. I've even rapped this. God loved, God gave, we believe, we live forever. If I had a beat, I would rap it again for you. God loved, God gave, we believe, we live forever. That's the gospel message. This pillar has rang out in our church, in the life of our church, in many different ways. One of the things that we stand firm on here at Renewal is that every time you step foot in our church, whether that be in person or online, you're going to hear the gospel preached. You're going to hear about what Jesus has done on our behalf and how good he's been to us and how he died in our place. You're going to hear about Jesus because it doesn't matter how eloquent I am in my preaching or Pastor Steve or Luke or anybody that steps on the stage, how eloquent we are. It doesn't matter what we bring to the table. No, no, no. The gospel is what changes lives. Jesus is who changes lives. It's not what we bring to the table. It's who he is and the work he does through us and in us to change us. Family, hear me, folks, they've been hearing the gospel here at Renewal. And let me give you a few ways of how the gospel has impacted lives through our church. Listen, as I run down this list. We've averaged around 400 to 500 souls in attendance every Sunday via our streaming platforms in the past year. Four to five hundred, and sometimes more than that. Hear me, y'all. Our church has literally doubled in a pandemic. I don't think y'all heard me. That's where you should be amen in the chat. We, 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 we doubled in a pandemic. Translation, God is moving, and that's something to celebrate. But here's the kicker. In 2020, somewhere around 200 new people filled out Connect cards or attended Connect classes. And here's the thing, friends, you, you might not see this on whatever platform you're on because we're all on different platforms. Some of us don't even watch it in the morning. And that's some of the, I guess, the privilege, if you want to say, of watching it online. I, I want y'all to be here in the mornings, though, so we can join in together. But, but we're watching it all different times of the day, and, and, and our church is growing, even though you may not see it. And so that you, you might think the contrary, but it's on the contrary. God is moving and he's still continuing to grow our church. We had six baptisms last year and quite possibly a lot more 
if the pandemic hadn't come about, I mean, it's kind of tough to baptize people in a pandemic or even in a safe way. And so I can't wait to get back into service where we can do baptisms and just have a full out service, maybe even go to Lake Michigan and just start baptizing folks. I can't wait because God has been changing lives right in our midst. Listen to this testimony from what R.A. Barr had to say, who was baptized earlier last year before the pandemic. She says, watching renewal services has helped me to gain a better view of who God is and what he has the potential to be in my or others lives if we just let him in. Listening in on the various sermons and teachings trains my mind away from false doctrine and lets my heart know that God is forgiving and loves me. Translation, family, God, the gospel is changing lives. Jesus is changing lives. Listen to this one from Andrew Martinez. He says this. He says, Renewal Sundays church services have been a huge blessing over this dreading pandemic. Every time I watch service, I'm never let down. And I'm always feeling encouraged, lit up for Christ after the service. I've even been able to get my family to watch in on some of the services, being how easy it is to bring my laptop around the house and have them join on in. I have continued to learn and grow in my understanding for who Jesus is, God's will for my life, and how to apply it. I'm very grateful. Family, look at what God is doing. See, sometimes I think it's easy, and especially in a pandemic, to think, man, God is not moving. Our church is not growing. It's not moving forward, especially when all we got to do is turn on our cell phones and flip to YouTube, and we can watch the service there. But family, on the, on the contrary, God has never stopped moving in our church. Our church is continually growing. There have been countless testimonies of how folks have been challenged by the sermon series and been pushed to read their Bible in their own time while they're in their homes. They're growing more individually. Y'all listen to what Tamara Barker has to say about growing in a pandemic. Watch, watch this clip with me. Hi, Renewal Church. My name's Tamara. This pandemic season has been so trying for all of us, even us Christians. So how have I grown spiritually? By reading and writing every single day. I read my word every day and reading helps me apply the scripture to my life and journaling helps me reflect on what I've written. I hope that you also do these things because it will definitely help you in your faith walk and help you grow and mature spiritually. I love this because it's not just from what happens on Sundays, but folks have been pursuing God on their own. With that, hear me in the pandemic, y'all, we, 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 we've had 21 new members join our church in a pandemic. 21 new members have joined our church in a pandemic. As a matter of fact, I just want y'all to take a look at this video from one of the new couples here in our church. Listen to Mike and Lauren Robert's. What's up, Renewal family? It's Lauren and Micro Bears here. Um, we did not plan to get married, transition to a new neighborhood, and find a new church all in a pandemic. And so uh, it has been amazing to find Renewal because they made all three of those things so much easier and better. And with the online membership class where we were able to be on a Zoom call and become members, um, it was after that that we really just felt like we had found a new community that were in this pandemic with us um, and were helping us in our marriage as well. Yeah, one of the biggest blessings for us was the 
marriage retreat that happened at the end of last fall, and then the six-week study that Pastor D and Kaylee led. Uh, just a huge blessing for our marriage early on, um, and even really helpful, like we said, in a global pandemic to get to meet some people even virtually. So have been so blessed by Renewal and just grateful for this family. Yeah, Renewal rocks. Yeah, you got to love Mike and Lauren. They, they, they've not only joined our church, but they've also joined and, and, and really just, just become a part of the mission. They were already doing this. They serve with Athletes in Action. It's a ministry on college campuses where they're reaching out to athletes and sharing the gospel message with them. With them. They're sharing their lives. They're, they're, they're simply living out that last part of our vision, release. They're being released to impact the city, which I'm going to talk about more later. But friends, hear me. The gospel's going forth. People are joining our church. And with that, if you're interested in membership, maybe you have been here for a little bit over the last year and you're like, I didn't know we could become members. Look, we want you to jump into our church. We don't want you to just join and watch online, but we want you to join and be members. So now that we can shepherd and care for you and and disciple you and see you grow in what God might have for you. If you're interested in February, we're going to have our two week membership class. So be on the lookout for that. We'd love for you to jump in with us. Friends, with all of that, that it's just a few stories of how the gospel is changing lives and our church is growing. God is moving, friends. And as I always say, this is just the beginning. He is not done yet. The second pillar is rebuilding lives through discipleship. This is key in everything we do here as a church. See, discipleship is, is a process by which we as mature followers of Jesus now pour our lives out onto other people to share the mission of God. It, it's, it's this, it's to reproduce, reproducing followers of Jesus Christ. Try to say that fast on your own. <laughs> this means that disciples, hear me, are Christ followers who don't just stand on the sideline, but instead they engage every part of their life, every life, every second, every minute, every hour of their day in, in, in seeing how can we influence the world for Jesus? How can we share our lives and the gospel of Jesus Christ in all that we do? See, discipleship plays itself out in many different ways in our church. It happens here on Sunday mornings from the preaching, from the pulpit, and it also happens through the week in, in, our, in our groups where, where people are getting together and they're chopping up the word and they're, they're, they're diving into each other's lives. It, it also happens one-on-one. It, it's, it's simply life-on-life life where we're, we're, we're getting into each other's lives in community. Jesus calls us to make disciples in Matthew 28, where he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Friends, this is not an option, but it's a command. Which is why we're so passionate about making disciples. We want to preach the gospel on Sundays, but we also need to be challenged throughout the week. We need to be encouraged to live as Christians. We need to be encouraged to to live outside of Sunday morning. And that happens in community. And friends, I don't know about you, but I really needed some community in the pandemic. So I'm thankful for community and Christian community and groups and things that we have in, in our church. We need community. Amen. And family, the encouraging thing about this is that it's already taking place even in the pandemic. (laughs) 
I don't know if you understand all that it took to transition everything online and all of that. You, you know what it's like to transition your life to and all of that. But, y'all, we had to do that. We all were in this together. And then we're like, we need community. We had to transition from Sunday to doing things online and transition to groups online. And, and many of you are like, well, I don't know if I need to do that. And, but, but here's the thing. Many of y'all jumped in on all of these different levels. And we've seen God do amazing things through this second problem of rebuilding lives through discipleship. Listen to the short list. In, in two weeks, y'all, our groups will start up. Where last fall, we had nine groups all over the city where more than 100 of y'all were in these groups. And that's in a pandemic. Family, this is something to celebrate because there are churches that are struggling to get Sunday attendance, Sunday attendance, and we, we not only have people on Sunday, but over 100 of you all and more of you have jumped into groups throughout the week. God's moving. In the midst of the pandemic, we've witnessed that small groups have been an integral part of our life. It's been foundational, important, and all we do here at Renewal, we're hoping to see that trajectory continue going forward because we want to put more groups in place So, because more of you guys have continually emailed and said, I want to be a part of a group. There have been countless testimonies of how vital small groups have been for the health and maturity of Christians here in our church and people here in our church. People have come to know Jesus in those groups. People are growing to know Jesus. People are growing in their marriages. Folks are looking out for one another, providing for one another. People needed groceries sent to their houses and group members were stepping up. People were sick. People are stepping up. You're caring for one another in these groups and you're digging into each other's lives. And here's my hope. Because here's the reality. This is, this is one of the main modes of discipleship outside of our Sunday mornings and where people are getting together with one another. This is our form of small groups where we're growing in our walks with Jesus. And my hope and my prayer is that everyone that steps foot in renewal will be a part of a group. We can't just have the high vision of Sunday morning where we get the preaching and that's it. No, we got to do some things throughout the week. And that happens in community. Jesus wasn't just preaching on mountaintops. No, no, Jesus got it in with the 12, that smaller group. So I implore you to get involved, be a part of a group. And if you haven't signed up, sign up now. They're open. Get involved in a group in your neighborhood and reach the community. Do outreach there. Get to know people around you that are walking this life just like you. Alongside of our groups, we're in the process of developing an extended care team because we noticed that out, how, how big our church has grown outside of our staff. We need some more people caring for people. So Ramon is putting together a team of folks in our church body. And I love this because now the church body is caring for the church body, too. It's not just up to the pastors or the staff. No, the church body is caring for one another. That's the church. That's discipleship. Other ways we're encouraged, uh, we've encouraged community was through our men's and women's time last year. If you haven't checked out the men's locker room or, or women's no ministry, y'all need to check it out. You're missing out. And they're coming up here in the weeks to come. So be on the lookout for that. As a matter of fact, listen to Grace, who's one of our, our leaders in the women's ministry. Take a look at this clip. Hey guys, if you don't know me, my name is Grace and I've been a part of the Renewal family for about three years now. Um, and I would say for me, one of the major things that has just been such a blessing over these past few months in this pandemic season has been um, just continuing to be able to be involved in the life of the church through the women's ministry and even being able to have opportunities to serve the church and get more connected has been a game changer for me. Amen. Amen. Be on the lookout for more of those events coming up.
We also, this past year, we had our, our second annual marriage retreat with a six-week study to follow up where 40 to 50 of you all jumped in and invested in your marriages, and we got to pour into you and talk about the importance of the covenant uh, that God made between a male and a female. And this is important because, family, uh, marriages are on attack, and there's a 50% divorce rate, and I would imagine it's probably much higher in a pandemic right now because people don't know how to live together. They're used to working and doing their thing, and they're not knowing how to live with one another. But you all say, look, I want to invest in my marriage. I want it to be stronger than it was going into this pandemic. So God bless you, and God worked through that. Several of you also went through Financial Peace, Financial Peace University. We do that every year, and, and you're learning how to steward your money, how to be a better a budgeter or even put a budget in place for the first time and see how do I work my money instead of my money working me. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Thanks to Jordan Carroll who's been leading that. He's one of our members here who and leaders at our church and, and y'all be on the lookout because I would imagine financial peace is coming back around. Our kids ministry as I keep moving under Lauren Harveston has been continually thriving and it's kept Renewal Kids a place where kids every week are looking forward to getting poured into and being back with their friends. My, my, my little, little DJ's only two and he, he's always talking about little Trey Trey who is Lauren's son. She's like, that's my best friend and he, he wants to be around him all the time and hang out with his friends. But Renewal Kids has been a place where people have still been able to connect. These kids are still being able to connect. We're pouring into them. See, when when the pandemic hit, I I love this. Lauren gathered many of her leaders and they put together a curriculum and and a platform online where kids now can join in online on church as well as the adults as they're in worship. The kids can be having their own worship. There's been 45 or so kids that have been involved in our ministry through the past year, even in a pandemic. And and here's the reality, y'all. That number... (laughs) That number might double after this pandemic, if you know what I mean. I mean, some of y'all had a little too much time at home together, and some of, y- some of y'all are not catching my drift. It's going way over your head. You'll get it next year when you come back and be like, dang, it's a lot of kids here. You see, <laughs> God has been moving in the midst, and, and I'm so delighted, and I'm looking forward to being back with you. But let me give you a glimpse into all that our kids' ministry did. They did a museum field trip at the beginning of the year. They had Mother's and Father's Day videos where our kids poured uh, blessings and they said thank you to mothers and fathers. They had dance parties every week to connect with one another during the summer. They had a Mother's Day baby dedication where we dedicated four of our babies here at our church where our church said we'll come around them and, and help raise them. And if you're interested in baby dedication, please let us know. Uh, during the summer, they had a summer goodie bag drop-off where they went to the kids' houses in our Renewal Kids and dropped off uh, all these fun things for the summer. Uh, Renewal Family Ice Cream Social we had in Humble Park, and they also gave a back, they had back-to-school drop-off bags where they, 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 they gave the, the big, basically school supplies to everybody in our church that's in our kids' ministry. Then they had a Renewal Family Fall Festival in Humble Park where they painted pumpkins, they played games, they won some candy and all those other goodies that come with it. Family, I'm so proud of our church for making an investment in the next generation and making that a priority because here's the reality. If we don't do that as a church, then someone else will. 
Why not it be us that pours into this next generation and family? We're doing that. What a privilege it is to raise children up in the Lord. Our residency program has still been going strong. Ramon Rivera, Mike Crespo, Alia Deweese, you know some of them. They have, they've been going strong in this residency program. And, and Ramon, you might know him. He, he works in the connection ministry. I mess with him all the time because I'm like, this dude could talk to a wall and the wall would probably talk back to him, which is probably why most of y'all are laughing in your homes and you know him because you know this is true. If you don't know who Ramon is, you'll probably hear from him pretty soon. Uh, Mike works with our groups ministry and it's been thriving under him and, and all that he's been doing. Alia helps with our outreach and I can't wait to tell you a little bit about that more. But I know some of you are asking, what in the world, Pastor D, is a residency program? Well, it's much like a medical residency, and you've probably heard of a medical residency. And, and for us here at the church, we modeled our residency program the same way after the medical residency. Because here's the reality. Could you imagine if doctors, all they did was go to medical school, and then they just started working on people without any hands-on experience? Y'all, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't want a, no doctor to work on me if he's never cut on some dead person before. I need you to work on a cadaver or something like that before you start cutting on me. I'm for real. <laughs> it's the same thing for a preacher or a pastor or a minister of the gospel. We wanted people to come in and, and, and men and women who are interested in ministry or God has called them to a life, uh, lifelong ministry to say, look, look, we want to pour into you. We want to give you a place to fail. We want to give you a place to succeed and, and, and to do things well. But at the end of the day, it's not all on your shoulders. There's still a safety net for you to fall into. Because we want to prepare you not for five years of burnout of you trying to figure it out. No, no, no. We want you to have a 30, a 40, a 50-year run in the ministry. So we want to pour our lives out on you. And family, I tell you all this to tell you that that's discipleship. And we as a church, we don't want to just talk about discipleship, but we want to model it before you right here in our staff. Friends, there, there's much more that I, I could talk about dealing with discipleship. But the simple point I want you to take away and go, with today, go away with today is that despite a pandemic, the gospel is taking root in the hearts of people and lives are being changed. People are being rebuilt. The last of our three pillars is releasing people for city impact. And we could really save the world because our desire is that anyone who steps foot in the doors of Renewal Church would have a gospel experience that's so rich that they can't help but to tell everybody about what God has done in their life, wherever they go. And see, after we're renewed by the gospel, we were built through discipleship. And lastly, we're released for city and world impact. After Jesus shared his life with the disciples, he ultimately released them when he ascended to heaven. And he said these words before going in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You see, the disciples were left to do the work of the ministry without Jesus now physically being there. He, he showed them how to do it. He's left now. He released them, in other words, to say, go do the same thing you've seen me do with you. He sends them out. In essence, disciples are to make other disciples. 
mature followers of Jesus. Hear me, this is how the city will be changed. It's not by us just going to Sunday service and showing up. No, no, it's, it's us taking the truth of the gospel and what he's done in our lives outside of our homes or outside of the four walls of the church into the highways, into the byways, into the office buildings, into the school buildings and telling everybody from the rooftops, look at what Jesus has done. It's just being released to change, changes the world. And I'm so encouraged because this has been happening on all different types of levels within our church. And I can't wait to tell you, but before I start listing off how we've been released, I want you to take a look at this video and listen to Alia, who's been working in our outreach department, and she just tells you about some of the things we've done. Hey, Renewal, I have been so inspired by the way you guys have come alongside the families that needed us during 2020. We have four groups right now that are sponsoring four different families who had need for food assistance. Um, and every month they have not only met their minimum to provide groceries for these families, but they've doubled, if not tripled, the amount required. Uh, I know for my group, we've grown really close to the woman who um, we've been providing groceries for and 2020 has been hard on all of us but for some people it's been it's been extra hard and this is one of those women she's dealt with so much loss and every month that we get to just bring these gifts to her bring these groceries to her she is just overwhelmed and it's been such an incredible experience um, to have her call and just tell us what this really meant to her um, she said things like she's never felt Jesus in the way that she does just from us bringing groceries from our little bit that we were able to pitch in and uh, come alongside people and love them, uh, love them well. This Christmas season, not only did we do the Breakthrough Christmas Store, but we also got to be a part of two families who really needed us from Wells High School, whose students go to Wells High School, um, and getting to see them uh, just be lavished on in, uh, in this season. And uh, one of those families was uh, adopted by uh, someone in our congregation who was wanting to do something amazing. These were um, some kids who had gone through just some unimaginable trauma. They had had both of their parents murdered and their grandmother who um, has serious vision problems is raising them. And uh, this person in our congregation just loved on them like you couldn't have even imagined. And then you guys, through the benevolence arm, the benevolence funds that we have here at Renewal, came alongside another family from Wells High School. These are five kids living in a studio apartment with their mom. They all sleep in one bed together. And they, they didn't have basic hygiene things, things like um, laundry soap, things like a, a skillet and um, toothpaste and toothbrushes. And so not only did we get to meet those needs that they had for Christmas season but we also went above and beyond and got to figure out what are things that these kids want um, that they haven't even really been able to dream of and so we got to provide them with those kinds of things also Xbox Live cards little car toys and um, things like that and I'm just so proud of us I'm so proud of you I'm so uh, grateful to be um, a part of the outreach that we do here at Renewal, and I'm excited to see what we do in 2021. I second everything she just said, and 
I'm so grateful, like she said, to call Renewal home, even as your pastor. You see, when the pandemic hit, y'all didn't just go inside your homes and say, well, that's someone else's problem. They'll take care of it. No, no. As a church, I'm so delighted that we just stepped into the problem. We saw gaps that needed to be filled and we stepped into it and we said, we're going to do something about that as a church. And hear me, family, that's what the church is all about. It's not about us just receiving the message. It's about us taking the message out. It's about us living the gospel out. It's about us living out what Jesus has done within us. So, so let, me, let me tell you a little bit more about what we all did as a church. Partnering with Breakthrough, we've done this over the years of a church, and Breakthrough has homeless shelters around the city, and we partnered with them. And despite a pandemic, many of you contribute to their, their Christmas store this past Christmas where folks were able to get gifts for their families that might not have been able to afford a Christmas. And, and also through the fall, we helped feed over 400 men in their manna meals and the homeless shelters. We've been able to give food to the homeless here throughout the fall. Uh, and many of you are figuring out, I love this, you're figuring out how to Im- make an impact at your work. I, I heard a, a testimony from a brother, a member here at our church called, named Lee Maddox, he, he talked about how he saw a need at work and how people needed community, and he started a Bible study where they were meeting every week at 7.30 in the morning, and they're, they're, they're chopping the word up, and, and they're growing, and he's seeing lives change in front of him. Let me keep going. Many of you, you're still volunteering with GRIP. GRIP is a local outreach to fatherless youth here in our city. Many of you are volunteering with them and mentoring students here all over our city. Pastor Steve and one of our elders, Jay, they, they're on the, the, the board of this ministry. And, and I can't tell you, I, I tell you all the time, but, and some of you have heard this, but I'm so thankful for ministries like this that are stepping in and filling in the gap of fatherless or, or parents that are not around because hear me, Not having a father at home, y'all, if it weren't for ministries like this, there would be no Pastor Derek. And for that matter, because I know my brother Steve's testimony, there would be no Pastor Steve. It's because of people like yourself stepping in and filling in that gap, mentoring, that that we're here, that renewal's here. Amen? Uh, Many of you, despite this pandemic, y'all got out and you walked with me in a peaceful protest against injustice. And you you spoke up against police brutality and the fact that black lives do matter. I I was so overjoyed to see how many of y'all came out there. It was at least 50 of us or so that came out there to march uh, in this protest. Thousands of people showed up from all over the city, but renewal was strong out there. And we stood on the front lines and we called out the names of those people that look like me and that were killed unjustly. We marched together in order to seek change in this world. That's the church. We don't stand by and see injustice done. No, we stand up and say, that's not right. And we see change. Amen. Our worship team, let me keep moving, has has been killing it during this pandemic. Y'all, can I get some amens in the chats? I know y'all at home praising and worshiping and, 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 and thankful for our worship team. People have texted and emailed saying, man, it's so it's just so good to be able to listen to good worship during this pandemic. Y'all, this is outreach where you're able to in your home. People are listening to this all over the place. And 
And thanks to the leadership of DeMond and the crew, they, they've been doing an awesome job where you just go online and YouTube and you can just click play and you can listen to the Wednesday, Wednesday worships and morning worships and midday, mid, midweek worships anytime you want. Chris Tabron, let, let me pause, let me say that again. Let me say his name, Chris Tabron. Y'all, y'all should be saying that at home because Chris Tabron, he's going to kill me for this one, but our, our media team, he doesn't like to be just throwing his name out there all the time, but the media team, they stepped up in ways that, that I can't even explain to you. It's so amazing. Everything you see from social media to our websites to, to the design of what you're seeing right now and the, the sound and sermons and, and all the graphics, all of that, y'all, you don't know what had to go on behind the scenes putting together sermons and taking everything from in person to online in a week. Actually, we had about a couple days when we had to do it the first time, and Chris has worked countless hours with his team to make what you see on Sunday and throughout the week amazing. You should be praising and and clapping all up in your homes right now because our team behind the scenes, many of you don't see this, but they do a lot of work. Our church, hear me, is on every streaming platform and all social media that we can be on People are tuning into what God is doing and the preaching and the the services here in Renewal all over the world. We constantly get emails and texts from people saying, thank you. Thank you for service. Thank you for what you're doing. Y'all got to give it up for Chris and his team. Come on now. Give it up in your homes. Go ahead and, and praise God a little bit. Clap if you need to. Give it up for our staff. They've been doing an awesome job here. And, and I'm going to make a picture, a shameless pitch on this one. It, look, if you're, if you're interested and you're good at creative things, you're great at social media or video graphics or anything like that, jump in with us. I'm going to be truthful. Online church is not going away. We're in this pandemic. Y'all done got used to this. Online is not going away. And we want you all to jump in with us. So if you're interested, email Chris at RenewalChicago.com. He'd love to get you involved here in what God is doing at our church. This is a way of reaching others, and I need you all to see that. Share it everywhere. Uh, I'm going to keep moving, though. In, in March, we started our Renewal Cares Fund where we raised right around $30,000 or so. This is right when the pandemic really started hitting here in, in Chicago, and we started noticing we, we're, on a, we're, we're going on a stay-at-home advisory, all that was happening. And we, I said, look, we need to step in as a church. And y'all stepped up. We raised $30,000 or so in a week. In a week. That's on top of our normal giving. Let me tell you what we did with that. We helped support members with rent, groceries, and bills from March on through the end of the year. We gave money to GRIP so they could help students in schools around the city. We catered two breakthrough meals where we helped hundreds of men and women and gave them meals throughout the fall. We also gave hundreds of masks away. We bought N95 masks and we gave, uh, or actually a member donated these masks to us and, and we gave hundreds of masks away to first responders. We gave about $12,500 to Chicago Delivers, which Y'all, let me pause a little bit and talk about this because some of you may not know what, what, what Chicago Delivers is. I have the privilege of not only being the pastor of this amazing church, Renewal Chicago, but I'm also the chair and the president of an organization called the Chicago Partnership, where we as a church, we partner with other churches like Park Church, Holy Trinity, The Brook, 
Progressive Baptist Church, Compassion Baptist, Moody, and, and many others to revitalize and start more churches here in the Chicago area. As an organization, we've seen about 30 church plants it, as we've been around, and we have 30 other church planners and leaders and people that are going out in, in our pipeline right now, 30 that are being trained up, that will go out and they will pastor and they will start new churches here in the city so more and more people can come to know Jesus. That's what the Chicago Partnership is. But hear me, when, when, the, when Renewal Care started, I, I went to the board at the Chicago Partnership and I told them about what we're doing here at our church. Y'all excuse the honking in the background. That's what happens when you record in the city. But I, with Renewal Cares, I, I took this to the board at the Chicago Partnership and, and I told them about what we're doing. And they said, look, you're going to raise this money and you're going to give that to everyone in your church? You want to give that all away? I said, yeah. And they said, well, why don't we do that on a citywide level? And I said, okay, cool, let's do that. And that's how Chicago Delivers was formed outside of the, in, in, in conjunction with the Chicago Partnership. And, and family, I need to tell you about this. I got to tell you about all that's been done because I have the privilege of leading it and we as a church, we give to it. So y'all, we're a big part of what's happened in our city through Chicago Delivers. When COVID hit in March, we started learning that the vast majority of COVID-19 deaths were happening among the poor, and in particularly brown and black neighborhoods in our Chicago area. And so we said, look, look, we got to do something about this. Because people were getting COVID simply saying, I need to get groceries, I need to get necessities. So by leaving their houses and getting on trains or buses, people were catching COVID-19, trying to get necessities, trying to get to work. He said, look, look, we, we got to do something about this. So late one night in the wee hours, we got together as a board and we said, look, how are we going to step into the gap? You're doing it at your church. What's that look like on, on, a, on a large level? And Chicago Delivers started. And our first initiative was to partner with Instacart and Open Kitchens and to provide one-time grocery assistance to uh, applicants. Hear this. We were able to distribute over $400,000 worth of aid to over 5,000 Chicago rep, uh, residents due to the generosity of donors and, and churches like ours. 5,000. And because of our efforts, laws were changed. Don't miss this. Laws were changed around the nation. And as of June 2nd, SNAP and EBT recipients all around the nation are are allowed to use their benefits to place online orders to have their food delivered to their homes. That's huge. Over 100 of those families who received assistance from Chicago Delivers were connected with local churches here in in the Chicago Partnership Network, which you heard a lot, Alia, talk about us having four of those families. Well, we're now able to partner with them and, and, and provide ongoing support. Through this pandemic, but but the work didn't stop there because COVID didn't stop. So Chicago Delivers continued to meet the current needs of the vulnerable neighborhoods, and and we partnered with other organizations like the Foles Foundation. And what we did here throughout the fall, uh, Nick Foles being the Chicago Bears quarterback and his foundation, we we were able to employ listen to this local black owned restaurants, local black owned restaurants, especially with all that was going on with the protests and. In Black Lives Matter, we said, look, we want to help these communities. So we partnered with local black-owned restaurants to offer free, hot, prepared meals for pickup at local churches all over the city. 
We partner with local churches and GoLab Impact to provide fast, free COVID-19 testing at over 12 church locations throughout our city. We distributed over 12,000 boxes of groceries through 10 weeks from the USDA through 15 different church locations. We purchased and distributed 200 Chromebooks for students at home for e-learning that can't afford to do what they need to do on the computer because they didn't have one. And family, the work still goes on because we're still in a pandemic. Family, you may not know everything or see everything, but as a church and in other churches, y'all, we have done some amazing work here in this city. And I want to say thank you to you. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for partnering with this ministry. Thank you for just, just giving me the privilege. Thank you to my staff for allowing me to step out and lead such a, a movement like this and, and partner with other churches and see God do amazing things in the midst of this pandemic. The church stood up. We gave. And since I mentioned giving, let, let, me, let me talk about your giving this past year in this pandemic. Y'all have continually blown me away. You all gave financially through tithes and offer, offerings in the end of year campaign, $609,316. Y'all hear me, hear me. Wait, wait a second. I know y'all praising already. That's $133,000 more than what you did the year before. In a pandemic, our church is still in the black and above in a pandemic. We've been able to do so much because you guys have given. Things like that don't happen in a six-year-old church in a major city. Praise God. Now, family, here's what really encouraged me the most, though. Again, when the pandemic hit, Y'all gave $25,000 to $30,000 more above and beyond our normal budget so we could give that away to people in need right now. You guys did that. And and out of that budget, we gave away $62,000 more to help start churches and and to train up residents and to help church planners through our church. We also gave $30,000 away to Campus Outreach to support their ministry to where Tony and Jenny are, are working on college campuses and, and raising up students to know Jesus and go out and, and influence the world, knowing who Christ is and anything they, they do. Listen to some of these stats. Despite a pandemic, they were still able to reach uh, uh, students on, on, on campuses like UIC. Listen to this. 33 freshman students took part in a Bible study where, where the gospel was shared with all of them. They, they had 35 student leaders and athletes commit to weekly Bible study where they would grow in their walks with Jesus through books like Romans and Philippians. They had 53 students in the month of December who studied Advent and went through an online study with them. And there's much, much more that I didn't say that and that is to come in 2021. But family, I tell you all of this because much of this is possibly because of your giving. With all that said, you know, even in a pandemic, expenses go up. The church continues to grow. Our, our budget has now grown to $720,000, which is $10,000 more a month than last year. So nothing extreme. But, but y'all family, I want to keep pushing us forward. I want us to keep giving because I want to I see God do some more amazing things in our midst. I, I want to see God blow our minds because just in six years, just over six years, y'all, he has blown me away. And I, I know he's blown some of y'all away who, are, who has been here since day one. 
Our giving lets me know that the gospel has not just affected us on Sunday mornings or in community, but it's also affected our pocketbooks. Family, if you're not giving, I, I, I want to implore you to, to join in with us, partner with us. As Michelle was saying earlier, jump in with us. Set a goal for yourself. If you've never started giving, then do that today. If you've done that, then give a tithe. Give a tenth of your salary. If you're doing that, give above and beyond. Be a cheerful giver because Jesus did that for you. You can give online. You can give by check. You can give by text. You can give by Zelle. Y'all, let's give more than last year. Let's blow the budget out of the water so we're able to do more ministry and reach the city and, and have the gospel spread across the world. Y'all, we've done it already this year. Look at all that God has done. Let's not stop here. Family, before I end, I, I just want to, can we just pause and give God some praise wherever you are in your homes? Y'all go ahead. Can you put your hands together? All the things that God has done. He has done amazing things in our midst. To glo- Glory be to God. Family, God, he's so good. As I end, I want to bring your attention to two things, and I'm out your way. I know we've been here for a while, but y'all stick with me a little bit more. January 30th, I don't want you to miss this. Uh, In Wells parking lot on January 30th, we're we're going to do a pop-up in their parking lot. And we're going to set up tables. We're going to give away grocery cards to help at least 100 families. We're going to give away $100 gift cards to at least 100 families. We want folks to have groceries during this time. Uh, and we're also going to help students at Wells. We've emailed their whole, uh, the student population and their families. We want them to come out and, and as a church, we want to be there for them. And Wells told us that they need uh, hats, gloves, you know, back pot packs, uh, toilet paper, cleaning supplies, all of these things because they like to have these things on deck as a school. So because a lot of students come to school and they don't have these necessities that they need. So here's what I want, I want us to do. That's where I want you to step in as a church. I want us to oversupply the school with these things. There's no reason a student shouldn't have a hat and gloves on their head when it's freezing outside. And as a church, I want us to step into that gap. Let's oversupply the school. Let's buy all the things that, that they need. And so, so hear me. I want you to step in there with me. If you're, if you're saying, I want to do that and you want to give to this, then the Renewable Cares Fund, we open it up for the, this, this, this outreach. We want you to go ahead and give to that. You can give online. If you don't want to do it that way, you can zail info at renewalchicago.com, and you can give that way. Um, just let us know it's for uh, this outreach. We're going to do these pop-ups uh, again throughout the next several months, but we're going to start this one January 30th. And, and here's the last thing. I, don't, I not only want you to give, but I want you to show up. Members of Renewal, people that call this place home, I want you to show up. Definitely have your mask on. We'll be social distanced. It'll be outside. Make sure you got a coat on. But show up. Let's greet these families. Let's not only give them gifts. Let's greet them with smiles, I guess, with the mask on, but just, <laughs> just voices. I want folks to, to know that the church is there for them, our church. So let's show up. And last thing that I'll say, and I, I'm going to get out your way, is that next week we're going to start a series entitled, Who We Are. Who We Are, where we're going to take an in-depth look at our vision and values here as a church. But not only as a church, I, wanna, I want us to look at what that means to us individually, because there are so many things floating around in society right now, and you can get your Christian understanding from social media or this and that. And I, wanna, I want us to look more in-depth to our vision and value and say, what, who are we? 
Because we could typically, definitely in a season like this, lose vision. With this series through the month of February, we're going to start a fast together too. We're going to do a fast through the month of February, February where we're going to give up some food items, meals. There's going to be more details on that, so don't you worry. We're going to give up some more resources your way because some of y'all are probably like, what in the world is a fast, Pastor D? How do we do this? <laughs> we're going to make sure you're set and ready to go, but we're going to fast. And we're going to ask God to do some amazing, not only do amazing things in us individually, reveal himself to us more. We want to seek him out uh, for what he wants to do in our lives. But we also want to trust and beg God to, to do some imaginable, unimaginable, impossible things that we couldn't even conceive possible. Uh, we want him to do these things in our church. So we want to trust God for the impossible made possible through our church. The Bible says he can do that. What we think is impossible, God can make possible. So I want to see him do some amazing things through our church, and we're going to do that looking at our vision and values and and, and hopefully have that carry us into the year 2021. Friends, today I I know has probably felt like drinking from a fire hose, but I I pray that that fire hose has, has been good. I pray that it's been like living water and it's been amazing to see all the things that God has done. I'm so grateful for the work and the ministry that he's done through Renewal Church, even in the chaos of a pandemic and all the unrest in America. I pray all of this has encouraged you as much as it has me. Family, know that God is still at work. And I want to implore you, as we walk into 2021, continue to stay faithful and trust God and let's watch God do something amazing in our midst amen amen let's pray father thank you so much for this morning you are truly indeed a good God we give you praise all honor and glory God I I do ask that (laughs) we would not just let all that has been said today go in one ear and out the other but that we would hold on tight and say, God, you have worked. And here's the reality. There's much more that I I know I didn't mention. Things that I had to cut. But God, you've been moving. And we just give you thanks and praise. God, I do ask for that individual that stepped in today that said, "I, I didn't know God moved like that. I didn't know God was working in our church. God, I pray right now, maybe they don't even know you as Lord and Savior, that they would trust you with their life knowing that you're a good, good father who gave it all up for us when you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us, for our sins, so that we can have life. Not only life today, but life everlasting in heaven with you forever and ever. God, we celebrate you. We give you glory this morning. Let us not forget that you are still at work today as you've always been. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we all said together. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast today. I pray that it was a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. I look to see you at one of our services at 930 or 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Take care. God bless you.